Hello, it's Monday, March 12th, 2007, and you're listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, the madness of Austin, Texas, and its burned community. I'm your host, Lance Hunter. Let's begin. If you've been paying attention to the word on the street about this flip side, then there's probably one term you've heard many times now. Toy bending. If you're like most people who've heard this term, you probably want to know. What the fuck is toy bending? So on March 3rd, 2007, there was an effort to answer this question in the way so many questions are answered, with a workshop at the warehouse. I was there to capture the alien screams of toys broken in the most interesting ways and the minds that broke them. So now, come listen to the madness. One of them was where I had a little nightmare feel. <laughs> hey, could you move it again? Give that to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. It. They probably won't think anything out. They'll probably be like, awesome. <laughs> they don't know any better. Knick-knack, paddywag, evil. Yeah. I, I don't know what in there. <laughs> yeah, obviously these are mostly gotten from Goodwill, right? You're not, you're not buying fresh toys to fuck out. Goodwill. Yeah, it's like Goodwill, um, Thrift Town. Burning. There's a couple of other ones. Okay. Luckily down south there's, there's like there's like a couple like all like right next, like a Goodwill and Thrift Town right next to each other. And then like right down the street there's like another one. Nice. We got an evil thing called a Robo Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. We don't quite know what it's going to do, but hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, this is like cool. kind of replacing the one so it's here. So it's kind of yeah, so like, I guess for the people who don't know, what the hell is uh, toy bending? Essentially, you just take a, open up a toy, and you take the circuits that they intended to happen, and you bypass them either through uh, your body or through uh, wiring hmm. to make sounds that the manufacturers never intended. I see. I see. So you have, you know, like Evil Mary Had a Little Lamb or... Do any foil? Or weird buzzing sounds. Weird buzzing sounds. If you can get talking ones, you can, you know, you can make them like chirp and cheap and... That's a bad idea. Hmm. Yeah, so, um, I think what else? So how long have you been doing this? We actually... Um, Photon's been interested in doing it for a while. But we didn't get started until about a month before Flipside last year? I think we started a little bit before that. We just, I was, I was being like really slow and steady and then we're like, oh my god, we only have a month left. Yeah. So that, that wasn't any fun. Okay. (laughs) So we, you know, we started bending madly in an attempt to. I think it's just because I'm here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, how many um, toys have y'all bent? Yeah. I think like 15 or 20. Yeah. Not all of them are like 
Not all of them necessarily worked or, you know, survived the bending process. Just do it! And the ones that survived the bending process sound traumatized. Yeah. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> we're, we're, um, mutating Mary Had a Little Lamb over here. <laughs> Mary Had a Little Lamb. I do. Broke it! Yeah, so, like, I guess, what reference materials would y'all suggest people check out if they were interested in this? <laughs> um, it's a book called, uh, Circuit Bending and Build Your Own Alien Instruments by, uh, Reed Gazala, and he's like the first person who discovered it back in like the early, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, about 30 years ago. When he was working on something and he, like the like that was like sound related, he had a toy taken apart, testing it out, and he had something going, and he touched two circuits to each other, and it made something sound completely different. So he's been doing it ever since. So it, it tells you what to do. It actually has bends in there for some. Like the first things you ever bent, which like a speaking spell. Nice. So. He's got a website too that has a lot of lot of information, and it pretty much lays out how you do it. Uh, what's the you know the website? Um, he is. I think his is www.antitheory.com. Anti-theory.com. Cool. I believe that one is his. Or if it's not his, it actually has parts of his book. But hold up, I think that one is actually his. On the back of it. Cool. Yeah, so like, I guess, what were y'all so doing before toy bending? Okay. Mm-hmm. Flipside. Um, that was, that was like our first year at Flipside. We'd been to Burning Man the year before. Um, and we didn't actually know about Flipside. So a friend of ours was like, it's like, oh, like, you've been to Burning Man? Have you been to Flipside? And we were like, what? <laughs> it's like, what is Flipside? Yeah, and so are y'all going to be incorporating, because I know that uh, Chainsaw talked a little bit about incorporating this into the effigy. Are you going to be having some uh, bent toy instruments going on? We actually had planned before the effigy or before even well, the sure thing. We were, yeah. we're doing a uh, essentially an art project where we're going to have all the toys wired together so that people can play them, and it records like the sound of what they are playing. Ah, okay. So that is our plan so far. Um yeah, but we said, like, well, sure, and we'll help people, like, show them, like, how to bend stuff or whatever. So, like, you know, people can bend and help out. Um, yeah, we're still planning on that. I know uh, Photon's talked with RA about it. Like, letting him know. So. And then you just, ah, you just have to keep, you know, go, like, once a weekend, hit all the goodwills and whatever, and... Is it multi Stick around in the toy section and have people ask you crazy questions like, <laughs> oh, you get this for your kids? Let's see. No, I, I don't have this arm full of toys for my kids or anyone <laughs> else's kids. These are for uh, me. Oh, is this pressing down too? That makes it polyphonic. So you're starting to make nightmare sounds with that. It do this. Yeah, so oh, what's, what's your goal for a number of toys bits? Oh, okay. This flip side. We want to be able to, hopefully, I mean, we have a whole bunch that we've been buying. We'd want to be able to bend them all. And then figure out which the best ones are, and then mutate the actual like cases so they don't actually look like you know this anymore. Yeah, have y'all done any uh, case mutations or? We have not. Uh, well, I mean, we did some for when we went to Burning Man. We like painted his petals and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So someone was interested in like getting started in this kind of thing. What what type of tools would they need? Um, the biggest thing is uh, a good soldering iron. Yeah. 
um, a pair of test leads, which you can get at like Radio Shack or Fry's. Um, the better ones to get are pin tip ones or the uh, the ones with the clips on the end. Um, because then you can actually hook those into onto resistors, and so you can if you're not the only person doing it, you can do it one-handed. Yeah. Hold the button with music, have one clipped in, and then be touching all the other well, circuits. This thing here, a third hand, it's pretty helpful. Yeah, especially so if you're bending by yourself. Uh, um, and there's all kinds of sites that like bentronics.com. I think it's like bent-tronics because yeah. they sell like only parts for bending so like you know they sell like photo cells and um potentiometers and toggle <coughs> switches <laughs> um uh, lots of batteries yeah. lots of batteries double a triple a c and the uh, long long skinny screwdrivers like that so you can reach into the the things that they try to keep from kids from opening them up you know, so. Some of these, uh, you'll actually see people who post are like, don't even try to bend this thing, it's nearly impossible to get open. I mean, we had to, last year we, we used a Dremel to cut through <laughs> to cut through some of the stuff to get into yeah. it because we, we just couldn't, we couldn't do it. But a lot of times these, I mean, you're buying used toys, so a lot of times the screws are already stripped, you know, maybe the kid tried to take it apart and strip the screws. So, power tools are also nice. So you can, you know, uh, drill a lot of the stuff you have to drill the holes through the plastic in order to get the uh, the stuff into the, the switches and the toggles and the potentiometers and like this we just have a drill bit and a, a, a power drill to do that so I guess um, here's a question is there any larger design behind the toy bending I mean is there kind of a theme that you're trying for with this or is it just like check out these cool sounds Hmm. Not really any kind of a theme. We're, we're trying to get, you know, the most. I mean, you know, we find a lot of keyboards and guitars. Like we like finding just like random other toys that like you maybe wouldn't expect, like the Robo Baby. We're hoping it'll be cool. We found a bear that you actually has body contact huh? built in, like on his feet. Um, hopefully any, he will. Any, hopefully he. Just volume change. Hopefully he will no. bend. Um, so that you know we can already use his built-in body mm -hmm. contact. Go back um, got some Furbies that aren't working right now, but hopefully we can figure out like what's wrong with them and get them to work, so then we can kill them. Oh, that's okay. Um, but it's just you know to have like the best selection of just like crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff so that people can it's just a, go in there. And oh, it's fun. Takes a little patience. Have fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because last year at our camp, we just kind of they were just kind of strewn around the floor. And I think some of the smaller ones people didn't necessarily see. I mean, they, they really love the guitar. Like eventually, it's really interesting uh -huh. when eventually um, like, an understanding starts emerging. So, so you're like, oh, well, right, that, I bet these two do something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah too bad this doesn't have any we can easily find. Most of the ones I find are pitch, you know, bend to pitch or detaching to station, stuff like that. And so y'all's yeah. first flip side was 2005 then? Or no, first first Burning Man was 2005, first flip side was 2006. 2006, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. He did go to Mischievia though in 2005. Oh, yeah. That's right. This makes for an interesting recording environment because, you know, I've got this wild pitches going on in the background. And oh, I killed it. Oh. Yeah, you can't grow too attached to the toys you bend either <laughs> because they will sometimes die. Um, like even if they've been successfully bent or in the process of bending. Yeah, both. Uh, okay. 
More so when you're just trying to find the bins, especially if you don't know exactly what you're doing. Like myself. Right. We've had ones that were literally worked the entire time. There was one called the Devil Duck. Yeah, I worked really hard. It was a tiny little duck. I worked really hard to give him a little devil body contact, you know, uh, horns and another body contact on his belly. I was, it was like a Tommy toy, so it's like right in the O and Tommy. Uh-huh. He was working right up until the point I got him all back together. Ooh. And then he just suddenly stopped. So I took him all back apart and then he was he just wasn't working. So luckily though we found a second one. The same toy and we're, tr- we're trying again. If we can't get the first one working. But it was hard because it was a little tiny square circuit board with like had maybe five circuits on it. Uh, and you know it could have been like yeah. solder. We don't really know. And actually another good question how much uh, non-toy bending circuit experience do you have? Either of y'all, unfortunately I just walked away, either of y'all have um, you know, worked electronics before, anything like that? I, you know, putting together computers, that kind of stuff. Um, he's always wanted to like build his own pedals and do things like that. Um, so this is like, kind of like a natural thing to get, start working with it. But nothing professional, my... y'all aren't, y'all aren't oh, like, no, no. working at AMD on the side. No. I do quality assurance, he does web programming. So, it was that screw right there. Oh. It was causing it. I, the second I got it all the way in there and tight, uh-huh. it stopped working. Have a successfully well rebent toy. It was bent, and then we took it apart and fucked it up. Yeah, it was just. I mean, on the keyboards, it's. You know, I mean, that one's nice because it's all the keys are like on there. This one's like they they cheaped out. And <laughs> they just like kind of just rest in there on this little plastic thing. I had keys everywhere. I had to figure out the order they went in. Like the first time I'm like measuring. Like I kind of was doing here, but most of them were still on there. I was like, okay, yeah, that one works. That one doesn't work. Ah! <laughs> Um, never circuit bend anything that plugs into the wall. <laughs> it's, it's much higher voltage and you will hurt yourself. Just circuit bend things that are battery operated. I see. Good point of so, safety knowledge. Now, after you've already circuit bend them, you can then hook it up so it then can plug into a wall or a battery or whatever. It doesn't need to use the batteries anymore. But don't plug something into the wall and then try to circuit bend it. <laughs> Excellent. No good. I see. So my girlfriend's Hitachi Magic Wand is safe. Well. I get to play like a... After I stepped away from the toys being broken, I encountered another figure at the other end of the warehouse. He was there with different circuits, homemade units built from scratch. Wanting to know more, I went over and asked a few questions. Hey, hey, hey uh, how you doing? What's your name? I'm Gray. Gray, hey. Uh, yeah, what's all this then? Uh, so I've got uh, a couple of different circuits that I built here. Um, this one is using uh, a, a chip from uh, SparkFun setup that uh, SparkFun.com. They sell this. It's a uh, like a Nokia LCD screen, huh. and they've built an interface for it. So. So it's really easy to just you have you have uh, pins that you can actually attach to other than the you know that little tiny connector. Okay. 
So, and, um, yeah, what can you get to display on the screen then? Just essentially anything, or do you have a controlled uh, It's a serial interface, so you can just, uh, you know, basically select an XY and, and a color. Oh. And it's 128 by 128. It's about a, a little over an inch uh, diagonal okay. screen. So essentially, you're raw programming what people would like see on like a cell phone screen. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. The serial oh. interface is a little slower than than uh, like inside the cell phone. They probably use like an 8-bit interface or something so they can uh, send data a little faster. I can refresh the screen in like a, a second or so with with an image. Wow, that little blue LED going off there making some noise. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, the controller that I'm using is the uh, uh, the Parallax propeller chip, and it's uh, it's an 80 megahertz chip that has eight eight processor cores in it. It's a new one that they came out with. Uh, they also made like the basic stamp, but this is kind of their new uh, line of chips. Oh. Now, is this output or is this other more input on this side? Uh, that one's they, they just kind of uh, one thing SparkFun does they make these breakout boards, so they'll take oh. like a surface mount chip, like a like a compass chip or something, and then maybe you want to interface to that, but but it's like you know very small pen size, and you can only order them in you know quantity. 10,000 from China and so they'll, they'll, they'll do the, the orders and they'll build these boards and solder them on there with, with pinouts so that you can actually you know use the, use the chip cool so that's a good thing about SparkFun wow and so are you going to be incorporating this into any devices for Flipside? Uh, possibly I don't know I've got some sculptures that might uh, might have a few little displays I just I don't know if I can really get that done or not and so, now, is this chip only be able to control that display, or could you also have it output to uh, another type of display? Uh, yeah, it's just, it takes, uh, see, like three, three pins to control the display. Uh, so I could probably do, you know, as many displays, like you can chain them together. Oh. Uh, so the display is like, with, with the board, I think it's like 35 bucks. Okay. So, I don't know how many, maybe I get a few of them and put them on something. But. Uh, and what's this other device here? Uh, so this is the uh, uh, the SoundGen uh, chip. It comes from uh, uh, this guy, uh, Savage Innovations. Uh, and it's basically a, a, a sound synthesizer. And he just—it's on a on a pick chip, so you can fr from a you know a basic stamp or, or a pick or something uh, or or a PC if you want to have like sound. Typically, from a PC, you know you've already got sound and everything on board, so you don't really need that. But for a microcontroller, if you want to just say, oh, make this sound and and you know not have to be sitting there doing all the work of figuring out everything, right. you can uh, just, just send it a serial command that says make that sound. So if someone wants to make, like, say, an industrial instrument or something, and yeah. they don't want to actually have to you know, program it so that when you hit the hammer at this thing, it makes that sound. You can use that chip so that you know you get input from X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. It doesn't have like, uh, you know, like the, the 
bank data storage where you've got like a pre-recorded sound, but it can just it just kind of simulates like notes and like a you know sine waves and ramp waves and square waves and stuff. So okay, uh, and then you can you can kind of hook them together. It's got uh, six oscillators on it, and I guess it's uh, I've heard like the the Mini Moog and stuff like that where it's, you've got a bunch of oscillators and you can connect them together in interesting ways. So it's, it's kind of like that sort of stuff on a chip that that uh, if you can if you can figure out you know all the all the commands to to hook them together right and make different tones then you can do some neat synthesizer stuff. Awesome. And I guess yeah, um, how long did you go into Flipside? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I've been three years now since so my fourth. Cool. And so, and is this the first time you're bringing this kind of uh, crazy circuit stuff, or just like? Involving it or uh, yeah, I'm trying to get some of this stuff more. I've, I've done a few like art art sculptures and just some simple lighting and stuff like that. I've done uh, uh, this uh, sort of a lightsaber pole that's that uh, it's got 256 LEDs in it and they're individually oh. controllable. So <laughs> we should bring that out. But, uh, so that was last year's big project. Awesome and. Uh, are you going to try and incorporate any of this at all into the effigy, or is this just like you're bringing it here to show it off, and if anybody wants to pull it in, they can? Uh, well, yeah, I just, you know, I've got a little bit of time, so I just, you know, come here and see see what I can do to get involved. And, cool. And, uh, you know, give some of my ideals and see what other people got going. So. Cool. And have you ever uh, taken any of this stuff out to Burning Man or done that at all? Uh, you know, I went last year. It was my first year, and uh, I took some stuff there. The thing about that is like it's so overwhelming and there's just so many lights and stuff and you know you've got this this little circuit and it's just it feels kind of small you know <laughs> uh, so it's like yeah I'll bring it out for a little while but then you know I'll just I'll put it back in the car and just go play you know because you know simple lights and glow sticks and stuff are good but it's hard to compare with like so many just like huge incredible displays and stuff they've got going on there. Excellent. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Alright, well thank you for like uh, letting me ask some questions. And there you have it, the toy bending workshop at the warehouse. Now, before I close, I just wanted to throw a quick shout out to Da Bomb, Chai Guy, and the whole crew down at Burncast. Burncast was the inspiration for Flipped Out, and thanks to the efforts of all the badasses over there, they have been able to cover a wide variety of really cool stuff. Uh, if you have been to that thing in the desert, if you like that thing in the desert, if you didn't like that thing in the desert, if you uh, enjoy wild people doing creative stuff, I highly recommend you check out burncast.net. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, and the madness of Austin, Texas, and its burn community. Flipped Out is hosted at lancehunter.net slash flip, and that's flip with one P. To contact Flipped Out, please email flippedout at gmail.com, and that's flipped out with two Ps. 
Once again, thank you for listening. Now go be spectacular. Thank <laughs> you.